Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Well, good morning. I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. I don't see Tony and I don't hear Justin. So uh, hopefully this show is going to go off without a hitch, but uh, I guess they're both in the can. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on a football Friday. Ready for the big day, opening day, big game? Mash, we stink every year. This is not a big game. Yes, it is. It's not a big game. Yes, it is. I blew off my daughter's ballet recital for this. I've seen your daughter dance. She sucks. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. Which one? Ballet attack. It all sucks. Marie, you're a beautiful dancer. Atrocious. Ugh. Johnny. Unwatchable. Stop it. It's awful. Lovely. No, it's not lovely. Someone's got to tell her. It stinks. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. Hey, howdy, hi. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. I'm Mac McGee sitting alongside Justin Waller and Tony Agolini's screen. Justin, how the hell are you this morning, sir? Well, I mean, other than this uh, surprise inch, inch and a half snow I woke up to this morning in the south, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, that's just a nice way to kick off a Friday. Way to be observant there, Mr. Waller. Are you getting uh, some bad road conditions? No, um, it's fine. It just, uh, you know, we got jumped the gun, canceled school. Uh, It didn't stick. Weird thing, it snowed but warmed up overnight. So, one of them unique situations. But... 10 o'clock at night, had it there, and now it's just all the uh, headaches, bridges, overpasses, just your normal things you got to watch out for when you, the morning after a night like that. But uh, no, there's no accumulations on the road right now where I'm at. Here's Tony. I'm thinking he overslept, uh, staying up late watching the uh, open out in Hawaii. How are you, Tony? I'm good. Um, I wish that was the case, but uh, uh, no, but everything's good. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a fun weekend of football and. No snow here in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, well, that that I can almost guarantee you. I mean, I I was making calls yesterday for work, and people all around the country were asking me how it was. People in Indiana and Illinois, I was like, well, I'm going to give you. I, I, I'll put it to you this way: my windows are open. <laughs> and yeah. one of the guy goes, "Are you serious right now?" He goes, "It's 31 degrees, and the sun ain't even gone down." Yeah, it's like worse we got we got a little bit of rain last night. I guess that's about all I could report. But yeah, no, it's um, funny watching the other the rest of the country uh, drown in snow, and then we're just kind of hanging out and uh, you know roasting uh, marshmallows using sunlight out here. <laughs> Don't forget your suntan screen or your sunscreen, right. Tony. It's it's speedo season, man. It's January. <laughs> it's always speedo season at Tony's house. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and dive into the national title game. You've got. The Ohio State Buckeyes, who are an eight-point underdog, they are going to be taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide, the prohibitive favorite. That uh, well, I guess, I guess, I guess most people are uh, expecting Alabama to win this pretty comfortably. 
Tony, I'll start with you. What say you on this game, and how do you see it going down? I'm kind of the same way, and I think part of it um, is there's only that like week and a half turnaround. Like if this was the old days where Ohio State had a full month of hearing how they can't hang with Bama and, and had a full month of game plan and all that kind of stuff, um, like Florida did against Ohio State years and years ago, I, I think that would certainly help them. But I think the quick turnaround time, it's almost like a conference championship game. Um, I've got Alabama 38-24. I think there's just way too much talent on, on Alabama's side. And um, as much talent as Ohio State has, because they have top five recruiting classes every year too, um, I just don't think they can hang up front with the uh, Bama on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And then you throw in um, Smith and, and Harris and, um, you know, Mac Jones and, and Forrestal at tight end. It's, it's almost impossible to stop them. Um, and as long as Bama doesn't miss the center last night, who won the best center in the country award, um, didn't know there was one, but there is. Um, I, I just I just don't see how, how Ohio State can do it. And that all that said, I'm rooting for Ohio State. I hope Ohio State wins, but uh, I just don't see it. I well, just I'll I'll, I'll let you say your piece first. What, what say you? I mean, I truly feel uh, very similar to Tony, but I, and I I will say that Ohio State did show me that they do have the possibility now. Whether they can punch holes through the defensive line and, and open everything up the way they did for Sermon against Clemson is to be seen or in the second half against Northwestern. And then which Justin Fields do we get? Do we get Northwestern Justin Fields or do you get Clemson butt-kicking uh, Justin Fields? Because if they have that and they can get a running game, they're deep threat, they can probably hang some point. You could see them chase like Florida did and come close, uh, but we've yet to be seen which quarterback we're going to get. I, I truly feel, though, Alabama will be the machine they are. I mean, you've got three of the five top five Heisman voters on one side of the football. You play it in that offensive line. I don't think they'll get dominated in the trenches. But uh, it, it's going to take an elite game by Fields if, if it does. And he's going to have to be Clemson Justin Fields. I don't see Justin Fields playing as well as he did because I think Alabama is going to get an incredible amount of pressure on him. And I also feel like this. Those two, well, you know what, not just the lockdown corners that they have with Sertan and company, but also the entire defensive backfield, they are a hell of a lot better and a hell of a lot more seasoned than what Clemson has. Clemson has some talent, but everyone looked at this as a rebuilding year for Clemson. We just all kind of forgot that because they kind of mowed through their very hand-picked schedule right so i just don't think that he's going to have the time and what time he's going to have he's going to have to thread the needle and he has never been that consistent as far as he he was getting guys wide open against clubs i just don't think that's going to be the case and i'll go ahead and name my score here i think alabama's going to win something like 38 to 20 something like that. I just don't think it's going to be as competitive. And I know there's a lot of high state fans out there that they're, they're going to be angry at that, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see, you know, we're going to find out how good, why is it they had three guys for the Heisman up? You just pick your poison and they get Waddle back. And I felt like that guy is more dynamic than Devin Smith before, before he was injured. He, he, I mean, every time I'd seen a big highlight, it was Waddle just go streaking down the sidelines. 
beating very good. I will give Clemson credit. They closed down. They shut down ETN. Uh, of Clemson and, and, and made it difficult and set up that pass rush. Now, I don't know that they could do that to the offensive line, but they have shown that they, they can be a good run-stopping defense. What they do against the rest of it's up for debate. Yeah, that was, I think, to me, looking back on that game, that was the most surprising thing to me. Like, uh, Clemson's secondary being being average was, you know, that we would have seen that more this year, like like Max said, if, uh, if they had played a little bit of a tougher schedule, they would have been exposed a little sooner, but I was I was shocked watching that game at, at how badly Ohio State whipped Clemson on both sides of the line of scrimmage that night. And that Najee Harris, I think I think that gets overlooked because of the passing game of Alabama. But man, that guy is just a beast. I it, every time I think Alabama's put out the best running back they could ever have, you see Najee Harris pop up. And that jump that he made against Notre Dame, I know it was just one play, but it just shows you how athletic this kid is. So you're going to have to keep yeah. – you're, if, you're, if, if you're Ohio State's defense, you're going to have to try to corral all that, slow all of that down. And while that's going on, you know Alabama's going to be ready. Nick Saban doesn't go into a game not ready. They, that's that's never the reason why they lose. And I think I think Day's a great coach. I think he's going to do great things, but I just don't think this is the year that he gets the – the uh, national title to to his resume. Uh, real quick, Justin, what's the score? Uh, I think it'll be uh, 31-21 Bama. Tony? Uh, 38-24 Bama, but go Buckeyes. You are pulling for the Buckeyes? Yeah. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't need to see Bama win a whatever title it's and, and honestly i like day I, I think day's a i think day's a great coach i i don't really i've never had a true disdain for ohio state other than i think when when trussell was there and um Urban you know they, they got yeah they got so much hype and every i guess i'm just bitter because everybody wanted that that ohio state michigan rematch back in the back in the day and so like, were you, know, you a gator like, fan that actually so. pulled for urban meyer when he was in at ohio, at ohio state I wouldn't say pulled for, but I didn't hate him. Like, yeah, if he wanted, that's fine. It didn't. It didn't bother me if he was. If he went on there and, you know, won four national titles with Ohio State, it, it wouldn't have bugged me. Like that's. It wouldn't have bugged you while Muschamp was couldn't get out of his own driveway. Well, I mean, I would have rather Meyer stay. I mean, that, that was his call. But yeah, no, I, it, it, I, you know, he grew up in Ohio, all that kind of stuff. He carried a Buckeye in his pocket all the time when he was in Florida. All that kind of you know, cheesy stuff that Meyer likes to do that may translate to the NFL or, or may not. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I never really – the biggest thing with me for Meyer, I think he, when he lost control of the program and he let guys that misbehaved play, um, multiple offenders, stuff like that, I think that was the biggest thing that, that made me mad at Florida. But uh, well, Get yeah, ready I, for I, that again because yeah, the, the rumor is he's heading to Jacksonville this morning for an interview. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it as long as he can bring in a staff of NFL guys. Um, I think a lot of these college guys, Pete, Pete Carroll excluded, um, a lot of these college guys like to bring their the beer buddies that they got through the coaching ranks with. And I think that's mistake number one, going from the college to the pros. So if, if Meyer has enough clout to bring in some high-quality NFL assistants, I think that'll make things a lot easier for them. I think, I think he is the Jaguars' number one target, and I think the other guys that the Jaguars are bringing in, like the Raheem Morrises and some of those other guys that have been head coaches before that are currently coordinators – um, well, I think he, part of bringing them in is interviewing them for, for assistant coaches positions because I think Meyer's going to need some help putting that together. If he's going to 
get the great assistance. You better get get to stepping because Auburn already stole stole away you know, Derek Mason, the great Derek Mason, for a def- right. defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm already seeing. They how got this- uh, Bobo too. Yeah, Auburn Auburn's going the uh, Auburn's going the retread route, and and it's like back in the day when everybody would rotate like Joe Kynes and Bill Oliver and, and Ed Zaunbrecher and, and and all those guys. And this just um, tells Oliver me this guy reason. doesn't have a staff that he believed in. Coming over to, into the SEC, Correct. I I I feel so much That's better about my prediction that he's going to fail miserably today yeah. than than I did even a week ago. Auburn basically brought That's in. That's why Muschamp turned. We now know why Muschamp turned down Texas. Y'all enjoy that in North Florida. <laughs> Meyer and Muschamp. Ah! <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, he, it, it would never happen, but there's a lot of people who wouldn't mind seeing Muschamp back as uh, as defensive coordinator. I, he'll he'll find a good spot somewhere for a year or two if he doesn't get a he's not going to get a head coaching spot this year, but he'll he'll hide as a DC somewhere and and he'll he'll be a you know it might not be Power Five, but he'll be a head coach somewhere soon. Justin, are you pulling for Alabama? or Are you pulling for Ohio State? <laughs> Do you even have to ask me that question? Yeah, because I know you're not a big I know you're not a big Ohio State fan. So. Look, I'm trying to find links to Ohio State that I can like, and I, I love my man Eddie and uh, Terry Coombs, the defensive coordinator, was uh, the uh, secondary defensive back coach. Uh, uh, he had another title here with the Titans before he uh, went back to Ohio State. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to find some ties that I can root for. But yeah, I'm pulling for Ohio State. I just I don't think they have enough unless uh, Fields can put on uh, just an out of this world performance. It's gonna, it's going to take something as special as what they did against Clemson. They're going to duplicate it against Alabama. I, I can't believe that I'm the one person who's pulling for the SEC teams. <laughs> Go ahead and let me hear you chant. <laughs> Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. SEC. You'll never hear that out of my mouth. Uh, I just, I, I just, I, even if they beat Alabama, I don't think they belong there. They didn't play a, a, a deep enough schedule. And so that irritates me. The whole, the big 10 in general irritated me this year. And I don't want to see their commissioner get a national championship trophy. Now I know that I knew he won't physically get it, but I don't want anything he will be applauded if Ohio State wins a national championship and that's what I don't want to see and uh, I get you get nauseated I don't want to see my neighbors for the next year with number 18 <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how official all those rankings are because <laughs> they were giving them national championships in 1929 because you know the uh the the Murfreesboro Gazette said that at six and four they were the best team in the country. You know, I just I don't know if I if I buy all those the recent ones, sure, but uh, okay. anything pre World War Two, I think I'm a little skeptical on a lot of these championships. Yeah, I, I think they won the nineteen. Pre- I think they won the nineteen twenty five armchair quarterback national championship. Yes. I think that's yeah. one of them. <laughs> actually, I, I actually have the trophy over here because it wasn't that important yeah. to them. They, they said, "Now you can keep it." Uh, yeah, I, I guess more pre any, anything before the Korean War is very very skeptical on how how they gave out. I, you you could almost make the cutoff at the at the beginning of the Vietnam War because until 1965 they didn't even play college football the way they play it today. So it's 
Anyways, I think the I think the first step is taking away that 1928 title that Tennessee claims. I think that's uh, I think that one's rude. <laughs> Tony, man, you cry, you you're making it personal this morning. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the first quarter of the armchair quarterbacks. Okay, let's dive into the Century Tournament of Champions out in Hawaii. Tony, uh, are you excited? Are you are you glad it's back? I was excited last night. I did watch a good amount last night, and uh, I watched some tomorrow night. I, I don't necessarily, I can't with a straight face say I'm gonna uh, watch golf over the primetime NFL games on Saturday and Sunday, but. Uh, it's good to have it back. This tournament's always fun because it's everybody that won uh, last season, and it's it's pretty wide open. It, anybody can win it. It's, uh, it's it's a good course for guys that can bomb. I watched a little a bit of it last night. The Jordan Spieth and the Zach Johnsons of the, the world. I, I watched a little bit of it last night. I, I guess I think I watched more than my wife would have preferred because I actually fell asleep watching, and, the, and golf was pretty much on the entire night. Every once in a while, I'd roll over and – you know, peek my eye at the TV and, and see what was going on. I felt like I, because they were rerunning it overnight, I felt like I kept waking up in the same segments. But uh, <laughs> I saw that uh, Sergio Garcia was up near the leaderboard. Uh, I don't know if he actually finished, but he was six under at one point. And that, that's pretty much what I do at these tournaments is I look and see if there's if there's names that I know. Now, I saw at the beginning that, you know, Dustin Johnson was, was playing whatnot, but I, I, I'm about to pull up the – the uh the leaderboard right now but is this this isn't match play right no it's it's a stacked field it's almost like the pro bowl of, of golf everybody who everybody who is because in this tournament Hawaii, had to have right is right that why? That and everybody who everybody who's in it had to have won um last season at some point in time and, and harris english is up there with sergio i think harris english might have finished a, a stroke ahead um he's a georgia guy um, I, I would pick, I would have, if you, if I was on yesterday morning, I would have picked, uh, Justin Thomas. He's one out there before this seems to be a tournament. He likes him and Dustin Johnson. I think between the two of them have won like five of these things. Um, and it's the same course every year recently. So, um, yeah, it should be, should be fun to watch. He like is said, eight under he's, I don't, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you know that he's leading at eight under Justin Thomas. You got Patrick Reed at six yeah. under. Sergio six under so okay and, what, and what's great about this one Justin I don't know if you paid attention to it yesterday but it doesn't start till like five thirty six o'clock Eastern so you can catch this when you get off work. In fact, Justin, if you want to take off early today, you could probably you could probably rush home and um, get glued to the TV. So just you know keep that keep that in mind. Um, but it is a fun tournament because every. You know, all the big names are in it just about because they all won last year. So um, I think they're out there for two weeks, uh, maybe three, and then uh, they'll, they'll head to California. The coverage yesterday didn't begin till 6 p.m. Eastern. Are they going to do it any earlier today? Because I am seeing that our tee times as early as like 2.30 Eastern. Because I'd like yeah, to they, have something to, to watch where I'm supposed to be working. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked yet. Um, but, yeah, they, maybe they will. I know um, I know it'll get a lot of coverage on uh, – on Golf Channel and NBC on uh, Saturday, Sunday, just because of uh, the, the big time difference between us and, the, and uh, Hawaii. So, um, but yeah, it'd be cool. Good to have golf back. And uh, before we know it, we'll be, you know, we're two months from the players with the schedule. So um, before you know it, that'll be here. It, l- it looks like it's just six to 10 tonight. So plan accordingly, Justin. I feel like I'll absolutely do that. If there's a night to watch, it will be tonight because uh, I won't have time Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, by the way, for people who missed it, Florida State 
Uh, Pittsburgh is is postponed, so this is three games in a row for Florida State. And I'm I'm like, you know what? Call call me after football season. I I'm I'm done trying to set my calendar once again. I I was like, okay, on 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 Saturday at 2 p.m. I'm going to do this, and I'm like, you know what? To hell with it. I just don't even care at this point. Come catch me after football season. I'm not going to pay attention to college basketball during during the playoffs on Saturday and Sunday anyway. Realistically, so. It is what it is. You know, I'm just losing more and more interest as, as the days go on. I try to find other games to get me excited, but it's just it's just a kick in the grapes. It's just like, man, once again, here we go with Florida State's terrible athletic department that can't get out of their own way that, you know, well, we heard that someone may have heard someone who emailed someone who might have been contact traced, so everyone shut it down. Let's just try, let's shut the whole thing down. It's over. And away we go. You just got to be optimistic about it. You're going to be fresh come March. I well, mean, are they going to let us do strategy? Are they going to let us do like the uh, Miami Marlins did and just have us play double headers, but we only have to play like you know ten minute double headers as a, you know <laughs> as opposed to a full 40, 40 minute game? If it, you know if that's the case, then this will be a win win for FSU. If I if I remember right, I thought I heard the other day that the magic number to get in the NCAA tournament is you had to have played 16 games. I think that's the number that that sticks out to me. So and Unless I think Ohio includes, State has has 15, yeah. and then we'll, we'll exactly in. 10. But uh, I think between conference tournaments and stuff, they'll they'll squeeze all that stuff in. I think. But yeah, it's you know it's funny if you're not watching your team. I found that. Um, for the most part, it's tough to watch these college basketball games without fans. Like that's the I think that's been the biggest sport to me where um, you you really feel left out by not having the fans there. I, I did watch Tennessee and Arkansas the other night. That was a pretty uh, pretty fun game. Um, and, and you couldn't tell it as much at Tennessee because they were the camera was on the court the whole time. But um, other games I've tried to watch, especially in the Big Ten where there's like nobody there, um, it, it's been a struggle. Yeah, Florida State hasn't played since they played Clemson. I swear, I swear that feels like three months ago. And they're they're scheduled Wednesday against NC State, but there's they're not going to play. It's just it's I mean it's ridiculous. Yeah, Florida's we've got Kentucky tomorrow, um, and big game for us. I mean you're either you're either two and two after four games, or if you beat Kentucky tomorrow, you're three and one. Kentucky got off to a bad start, but they're playing a little bit. God, they're, lately. they're terrible this year, aren't they? Wow. Yeah. And honestly, they they should have they should have lost the other night. Vanderbilt had two wide open threes. Yeah. And missed both of them at the end. And Vanderbilt pretty much outplayed them. That game was going on the same time as ours. Um, we um, kind of ran out of gas Tuesday against Alabama, who's who's way more physical than we are. So um, that wasn't a good matchup. But uh, hopefully, we, we beat Kentucky at home and start off three and one, and see what happens next week. Kentucky's two and zero oh in the SEC, but they're three and six overall. I mean, they and they've got had their their lunches handed to them a, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, they easily and a stack out. I really think Stackhouse uh, would call a timeout and actually set up a play. You probably uh, have Vanderbilt winning that game. Uh, yeah, I put that on the coaching a little bit uh, down the stretch there. But, yeah, that was a heck of a game and uh, could have very easily gone Vanderbilt's way. Yeah, and that's not – What about Alabama? How'd you, is Alabama real, Tony? Is that is that going to sustain all season long? I mean, it, I'm pretty impressed by their going into Knoxville, and I don't remember where the Florida game was, but to knock off Tennessee and Florida back to back, we with Tennessee the whole game was pretty much the perimeter shooting, and then uh, when she could step out to defend it, they were driving, and they, it just all 
over repeat over and over and over. Oates just had it like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, that that was out in Tuscaloosa. But honestly, I think um, you know before we had the ten-day layoff after the after everything happened with Keontae Johnson, and and when Coach White had his press conference before conference play started, he said, you know, conditioning is going to be an issue, and we really didn't see it against Vanderbilt. Um, didn't really see it against LSU, but when they went to Saturday and then played again on Tuesday, I think what, part of it's because Bam out physical does, but part of it too, I think we had some tired legs going some, Saturday to Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, you know Bama, if Bama can hit their 10 threes a game and and dominate down low like they did against us, I mean they had, I think they ended up with like 20 something um, second half, second chance points off of offensive rebounds and really took it to us. Um, they've, they've, I like the coach. I mean, he plays up tempo. It's the, the shooters have a green light all the time. They're not afraid to drive, go one-on-one and drive to the basket and get fouled. Um, they took a, a million free throws the other day. So he's, I think they've got the right formula and they've got the right players to execute it. And they've got a bunch of juniors and seniors on that team and guys like Petty feel like they've been there forever. So, um, yeah, I think they're, they're one of the top four, maybe top five teams. It's, it's just so you don't know when Kentucky's going to get it together. And, and I thought, you know, a week ago, I thought Tennessee's a Final Four team, and um, now I'm not sure. But all these teams have to have a lot go right, I think, and, uh, you know, see what happens with the schedule moving forward. Tennessee has to find a way to fix its offense. It can't just sputter the way it does. Uh, that, that defense just can't sustain itself all night. Yeah. But one, we'll, one, we'll see. One thing about Bama night and day from last year, they defend really well. We Bama played zero defense last year, and um, they've done a complete 180 on that. Well, Tony, uh, I know you got to get running here in a second, but we've been doing our brackets all week, and we haven't. We, I knew we weren't going to have time to do a full bracket with you because it really takes a lot longer than we realize it's going to. But who, who's going to be your final four in the NFL, and then you know go to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl? Uh, in the AFC, I had the Chiefs and the Steelers. I think the the Steelers have kind of. I don't necessarily trust them as much as I thought I might, but I think they've maybe been playing a little possum and they kind of already had it clinched. They knew they weren't going to get home field. And um, I just, I had this fear of the Steelers in the playoffs. I, I know too many Steeler fans and um, they're gloom and doom. And then the playoffs hit and then they win a couple games. All of a sudden they're playing for the AFC title. So I've got Steelers and Chiefs on one side, um, Saints and Packers on the other. Um, and then the two home teams, the Chiefs and the Packers uh, in a rematch of Super Bowl one and two. And uh, who wins it all? Uh, I, I'll go. I'll be a homer and go uh, with the company guy. I'll go Aaron Rodgers, uh, Mr. State Farm over Mr. State Farm, Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, but I, I think that would be the most fun Super Bowl. I think a good swan song for uh, for Aaron Rodgers because I don't necessarily know how long he can keep it up. But uh, it's it's cool to see him back uh, with home field advantage. That's actually who I have. I I got Green Bay. Uh, Justin actually took the Bills to. Uh, uh, upset the apple cart and beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. I've got, I've got Packers over the Chiefs. Uh, I was on the fence. I really want to pick the Bills, but too many of us have picked the Bills to at least make the Super Bowl. So that's why I ended up cowering and deciding to yeah. to go to go with with chalk, so to speak. Although I, I do feel like I feel like Kansas City is more susceptible to an upset than Green Bay. Because Green Bay, my God, if it's anything like Green Bay's weather nor- like it normally is, m- most teams are beat before they get off the bus. They're like, oh, man, look at this junk. And so it gets to go wrapped in their head of what they're playing in the elements. That the, the, they're not actually focusing on the game. I think we saw that a couple of weeks ago when 
Tennessee was just Tennessee looked like Tennessee looked like the Jets out there, but we you know we all know that offense is a hell of a lot better, and it, they just were just terrible against Green Bay that in that first half. Once the second half got rolling, they were playing better, but by that, by that time it was too late. What is your yeah. uh, um, walk off for the day, Tony? It's funny with. You said that about the Bills. I, I was I was close to it, but I, I feel like I just I need to see a second year out of this team. So, twenty twenty one, if they're in the same spot, I'll I'll probably pick them. Um, Welcome, man. I'm I wasn't so sure about the expanded playoffs uh, with the NFL, but I think if you're going to have this weekend, I think it makes it worth it. We get you know six games and back to back days. It's almost like uh, NCAA tournament style for the for the NFL. So, looking forward to that. I'll watch a little bit of golf and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll chat with you guys next week, and by the time I talk to you again, I guess we'll have a new college football national champion. So hopefully, it's uh, the, the team not named Bama. Divorce lawyer is going to be busy next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, take care. All right, brother. We're going to be back in a flash See, on the on their mature quarterbacks. When we come back, we're going to talk the NFL lines and the Mets. Got a huge deal yesterday. What does that mean for the rest of the National League, especially down in Braves country? We'll be back in a flash. Only on the Armchair Quarterbacks, YouTube Live, CBS Sports Radio, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Sorry, magician's code. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag has more odds and props than anyone else in the industry. Using MyBookie is simple. Just pick your team, select your odds, and collect your cash. MyBookie.ag has proven to be the most exciting online experience for all sports fans. With the fastest payouts in the industry, there's no other choice than MyBookie.ag. Get in on the action today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code SKIN to activate the offer. That's promo code SKIN. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's time for you to put your own skin in the game. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC the whole season long. Chris Davis is going to drop back into the end zone in single safety. But I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays. Drive time? Find the Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook today. Stop the world and let me off. Make sure to listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Primetime drive time. Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook Live. And make sure to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app. Google Android. Apple iPhone. Good enough for us down here in the Bible. 
Go Tigers and the armchair quarterbacks. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's time to wake your sleepy head. Wake up, y'all. It's time to get up with the armchair quarterbacks. The world of sports is changing every morning, so get up with the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show. It's time to get up out of Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Sorry for that dead air there. That that break ended on me pretty quickly, Justin. And I remembered I couldn't just flash over to our, my normal screen to uh, play whatever the hell we want to play normally. Uh, because we're on YouTube and there's too many copyrights. <laughs> I'm like scrolling through everything with you know that we get us shut down. I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh Bad job by me. I, I, I'm in the middle of trying to share stuff to other, other social media outlets while I'm trying to do 19 other things at once. So I need you to take the wheel for a second. Um, the Mets. I literally have it. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets. Huge trade yesterday. Uh, what's your initial thoughts on it? Wow. Um, I mean, you move Francisco Landor and Carlos Carrasco over into the, the NL East. I mean, that rotation just got bolstered, and uh, that's one big thing. But, I mean, you, you've got a franchise middle infielder to stack on that lineup as well. Um, it's going to be something to watch for years to come. But the bigger thing is, I think uh, – I like it from the take. I mean, I hate it from an, uh, a Braves perspective, uh, but I love the new ownership. They're coming in and they're putting New York on notice saying, Hey, we're, we're, Yankees aren't the only team in this city. There's another team here and we can make big moves. And, uh, I like that they've gone out and done it. The, the, what's going to be bigger is can they lock Lindor up kind of like the Dodgers locked up, uh, bets. And then, uh, this will be an even better trade if they can go ahead and finalize that out. I, I like. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying. But you know, it, from a Braves perspective, you hate to see another another arm of that caliber go into that rotation, and uh, we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do with uh, with Azuna and an, or another bat or where we're going to go. So uh, we're seeing everybody else bolster up, and uh, I can see a little bit more movement down there in in Atlanta. Initially, I really I think they're, they're going to have to pay the money to, to play in this this division now. And I mean, we, we've talked about it before when when guys have looked into maybe purchasing from the the investment group that owns the Braves that we would like to see a, a local or an individual owner, and um, maybe maybe that leads to that because you're going to have to spend some money to uh, play in this division from now on. Initially, I really like it. So I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm putting it down in any way, shape, or form. But I do believe that when they have to re-sign 
Lindor, that's going to be the part that's going to feel like uh, almost like the Redskins of the late 90s, early 2000s, where you're going to try to put a bunch of stars together. And as good as Lindor is, I don't know if he's going to be worth the money he's expecting. He, Justin, last time we, we heard about this, he was expecting at least, at least Mookie Betts kind of money. And if they end up, and it's not like Steve Cohen doesn't have it, but I also know that he's he's a, he's also a smart businessman. I don't think he's just going to set money on fire. If he goes out and spends four hundred million dollars on Lindor, which is what what I'm hearing could be his uh, asking offer, if he does that down the road, that 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 eventually is going to. Well, it's it's going to hurt your overall bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a horrible long-term contract. You're going to be like Floby in the Phillies. I mean, but we, we, we still got to pay him. Um, so, I don't like those. I think they, they, they will work it out, I'm sure. Uh, you know, you, you just mentioned he's a great businessman. I'm sure he'll find a way to structure this where it's beneficial to him and his club and be able to move things around. So um, I think that's key to the trade to make it actual lasting. I mean, for the Mets to say, hey, not only did we get him, we got him locked up. I mean, Lindor is now our, our, our franchise guy. I just – I wonder – okay, so if you go out and you sign him, and I, I still think there's a very good chance that they're going to go after George Springer. I really think that they're going to add that. That's going to be. I think they will too. I, th- I think that's going to be the big splash that everyone's going to get excited about because one thing that people probably don't realize is George Springer is from the New York City area, so they're going to cut, they're going to get a hometown kid to come in and they're going to add him, and that's going to make that offense extremely difficult because right now it's being projected. I'll pull up their their lineup here in one second, but it's being projected as McNeil out and left. Well, I think that's going to slide Conforto to left, Springer to center, and put McNeil at second base, and they won't have to put the young kid up there. Uh, I I think that's going to be a huge deal when it's all said and done. And going forward from that, it's going to come down to how smart they are with their money. I'll tell you who took the biggest hit is that no longer do I believe Trevor Bauer can use the Mets as leverage because I think the Mets are out of the, the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes, don't you? I would say so with the money they're going to have to tie up and bringing in Carrasco. But who knows? I mean, when you've got that kind of money and if he wants to be aggressive and single-handedly go after the city of New York and tell, you know, put the Yankees on blast because – that's what he's doing. He's going in and just setting is that he can bully the market too. He can go get his guys, and I, I kind of like that. I think it brings excitement. Too bad there's not fans in the stands. I can't wait to see that. He's definitely going to get his, his his fan base energized and jacked up. And from a fan perspective of baseball, I think that's awesome. I think the Mets are going to become the new hip thing in New York. It was funny. Someone, yeah. or who it was, someone on the show recently was trying to sell me – Oh, I think it was Sean that uh, that the New York Knicks. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry that the Brooklyn Nets were, were the biggest thing in New York City right now. I was like, nah. I was like, man, I live there, and I'm telling you right now, baseball is always going to be king, and football is a close second. 
professional football. They could give two craps about uh, college football. Up there, if you didn't go to the school, you didn't. It doesn't matter to anybody. So it's it's all about professional baseball and professional football in that order. And then basketball comes in, and I'm not even sure if basketball comes in unless the Knicks are doing really well. The the Knicks are not do not take the priority over the Rangers and the Islanders. To be honest with you, they're and the Knicks haven't been relevant in years. So honestly, what happens is a lot of your basketball fans are just kind of jump on bandwagons. And if the Knicks do play, then that's a big deal. But as far as New York teams, I still say it's a, it's always going to be a Yankee town. But the Mets have closed the gap because now it's going to be cool and hip to wear the Mets gear because they're going to be competitive and people will be flip-flopping or they'll just be pulling for both and, and buying jerseys for both. But I guarantee you Francisco Lindor Mets jerseys are going to be one of the top sellers in Major League Baseball coming this year. It's got to be. I do wonder if he is going to be as electric in City Field versus the National League East pitching as he has been in the AL Central in that bandbox because you're not playing the Royals and the Tigers pitching every single day. You're going up against Max Scherzer and you're going up against you know what the Phillies and the Braves and the and even the Marlins have to offer. So uh, it's it's gonna be by the way, did you see this report that came out about uh Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Edwin Jackson, and Verlander? We're in a text message loop, and I guess a disgruntled employee of the New York Mets that had worked there for 40 years has dimed him out and released this text message. Did you see about this? See it. So what happened was I just heard about it because me listening to, to New York sports at every crack of dawn. Evidently, and of course no one wants to put any – real concrete proof on it because none of the players have come out and said that it is them, da-da-da-da-da. But in the text message chain, at one point, one guy does pop up in the chain, text message chain because they're like, well, who's who's this? And he goes, it's Garrett Cole. So that, so that one's almost confirmed, right, unless someone just really went to the lengths of making this up, which who knows, he is a disgruntled employee, so you never know. But this is what the claim is is that they, they were all discussing different stuff they were putting on the ball, which you talked about this earlier in the summer. We, we remember you found an article. They were discussing the different things they were putting on the ball to increase the spin. So we're talking about, um, I think pine tar was the main thing that everyone was referring to, but there were a couple of different substances. So once again, Mr. Verlander, who got up on his soapbox and preached to everybody about how, you know, you got to play the game right and whatnot. Once again, he's involved in yet another cheating scandal. That guy is a cheating bum in my book at this point. Well, that's interesting. I'll definitely have to look that up because I, I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, Bauer came out and did his study. I mean, and he did videos and actually showed you. You can see the RPMs, how they change with the different type substances. It's it's a pretty neat follow. It was an athletic article. I apologize, I can't remember who wrote it, but going back to that, I, dude, don't what just make something universal. Isn't that what we just need to go to? So you don't have to worry about the out and out cheating. You just find one middle-of-the-road substance that 
gives mediocre performance, doesn't alter too much, but a pitcher feels like he's not going to lose control and beam somebody in the helmet. He feels confident enough. He doesn't have to go out and get him a little extra. Um, and then, you know, everybody, you either on, you, you have the option to use it. It's out there. Hitters know. Yeah. And, or are you opposed to that? Well, I don't know why they have to have cheating stuff, but if they're going to, then yes, I agree. Have make it make it universal. That's why that the way it's not cheating. In what I've read, in and it's the changes of the baseballs, and it's the grip. Some have smaller seams or lower seams. Some are raised more. I mean, I guess year to year it alters with how Rawlings builds their balls. Um, you know, and now Major League Baseballs built them out or bought them out, and. They, uh, we know that there have been changes to the baseball. They needed more offense. The ball flies farther. I mean, it, there have been changes, and then you, you start messing with the seams, which is what was reported that uh, is, is why Bauer was saying that all these pitchers um, try the substances is because there's change in the seams and they're losing grip control. Obviously, that's their livelihood. They need it for performance, but they also don't want to consciously hurl out a, a heater and, uh, you know, inadvertently hurt people so i i get both sides now i think that latter is more of a reason just to justify of hey we want to use a controlled substance but to whatever is their justification uh, I, i'm for a single league-wide this is a substance you can use nothing else or we're gonna park you for a year i mean just be just be serious about it i would just like for there and to then when it actually happens do it i would like for there to be a study and it doesn't have to be a you know a Six-year study. We can do this over the weekend. Get get a group of people together and study this. I would like to know how much because when they talk about spin rate, essentially what they're talking about is adding miles per hour to the to the pitch. How much does all this stuff affect it? And whichever one affects it the least, that's that's the one I would like to see become universal. Because I guess that's what is in the text message chain. I haven't read the whole thing yet. There was just a blurb that I saw right before we went on air, so I wasn't able to. You know, I'm always like scurrying, jotting notes. When I was like, yeah, well, I mean, you know how it is. We go to sleep overnight, and we wake up, and there's a million things that went down. Bitcoin's up over forty-one thousand dollars. You know, all kinds of stuff are flying at me, and so I try to jot it down. But from my understanding, what the entire text message of the bragging about, we're not bragging, boasting or or comparing notes, was how much more of a pop they were getting from their pitch. And if that's the case, I've got a little bit of an issue with it because. If a guy is normally a 94, 95 guy and he's jumping up to 97, that's a big difference and a big advantage. And it it gets, it gets it to where the, you know, the, we're talking about hitters and their livelihood and making it more difficult for them to continue to play at a high level. So that's, that's the problem that I have. I get the whole thing. You don't want to lose control of the baseball, but I, I think sometimes that's a cop out. Right. I mean, and, and, and I'm saying I, I truly think that's probably their reasoning for justifying having the substances. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, that, that's their that, that's their conscience when they go to sleep. That's what they need to tell themselves to, to make it justifiable. You're never going to go out there and I, say I will say that I think Major League Baseball has dramatically changed. Um, just, just what you see with the naked eyes of the fans, we know that there are changes to performance of this ball so i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to either have the substance or go back to something that a pitcher feels comfortable with uh but well there's got to be a reason we'll why out. out of nowhere we saw a jump 
in velocity with pitchers around the middle of this past decade. It was right around the 2014. Absolutely. Right around 2014, 2015, wouldn't you say? It wasn't too far after we started doing this show that I would say you all of a sudden out of nowhere, everybody guy, everybody in the bullpen was coming out for every team, not just your elite teams. I'm talking about the Royals. I'm talking about, well, the Royals were actually good back then. I'm talking about like the Mariners or whatnot. You'd have some, some no name guy, 19 years old, who was drafted in the, in the 37th round. He's coming out throwing just bullets of a hundred miles an hour. And you're like, Where'd this guy come from? This guy's pretty good. And then one after another, they just keep coming more and more out of the bullpen. So that's that's the thing that uh, that worries me is it has it made the playing field unlevel for for you know for all of them. Uh, so, well, and I mean, honestly, at where we're at in baseball, I think it's probably been used more than that. I think the substances have gotten better, but it probably. I mean, let's face it. Back in the day, everybody was juicing. It was a happening. It was an error in baseball. Well, that was the pitcher's livelihood too, and I, they they went to find them some substances. You know, um, I I see both sides of it. I just uh, I, I'm with you. I'd like well, to see what affects it the least amount that, that gives it, makes them. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Fair enough. Fair enough. Some I mean, somewhere were, as well. Um, if if they weren't, then guys like Roger Clemens would already be in the Hall of Fame, right? That's. We're not I, I keeping don't him think out as, as a whole. I don't think a lot of people are right. keeping him out because because he threw a, a shattered bat at Mike Piazza. I think they throw, they're keeping him out because they're like, dude, that guy got jacked at the age of forty two. Like, what the hell is going on there? He went from struggling. Yeah, I, I mean, at the I, I would end. definitely. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I, I think as a whole, I put more, and maybe it's just my recollection of it. I, I put more of that on the offensive defensive hitters, the field positions, the batters. Um, yes, we had pitchers do it, but it seemed like it was more spread. The ones that we know of were, were your offensive powerhouses, you, you, your big number guys. I mean, the long ball was just was what it was back then. Agreed to that. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead and, uh, kick it over to the, uh, to the third quarter. I'm, I'm sorry, the second quarter of the armchair quarterbacks. So we're going to go ahead and do our uh, six-pack to go. Uh, fast break. He starts a fast break with plenty of room in front of him. Here they go again. It's showtime. Preview. All right, so uh, we're, we're going to kind of fast break our uh, our uh, six-pack to go as we're going to make make some picks here against the spread. I think Justin's pulling his up, so I'm going to give him a second. Uh, you know, you got, you got a full slate of, of NFL football games this weekend great triple header action I mean, I mean this is awesome i can't believe that we finally got the the you know the the, the triple header on the first weekend of the nfl season we've been talking about this for years how great it would be because sometimes you get some real duds and now we're getting it where we're back to i don't know if you want to call it normal but i feel like that this is I feel like that this is a, a step up from going to two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday because there was always like the Houston Texans versus like the Indianapolis Colts that nobody cared about. And there was always a presumed winner and you're like, all right, let's stick that on Saturday afternoon. And the playoffs don't really begin till Saturday night. Once again, by the way, Justin, 
we get Tom Brady on Saturday night. <laughs> Doesn't matter where that dude is, he is Saturday night primetime. I think uh, I think Lauren Michaels might have something to do with wanting Tom Brady in there. But anyways, where is your uh, – what's the first game that you're going through on your uh, six-pack to go? I'm going to take the under in the Rams-Seahawks game. I think uh, it'll hit for the third time. And uh, I, I don't know. I got, I got like a – it'll be close, 21-18. Uh, I mean, but – you're still going to be under the 42. I think it'll flirt with it, but I'm going under in Ram Seahawks. Okay. Uh, I am going to make sure that the line hasn't changed real quick. Uh, yeah, it's still sitting there, so I'm going to grab it now because I think it actually might go down by Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half at home against Baltimore. Baltimore beats them. I think it's going to be a nip and tuck, really close game. I do believe Tennessee is going to get the get the W. I'm almost tempted to just jump on that plus 160 and say, screw it, let's go. Uh, I feel like that Tennessee is going to find a way to move the ball, move the ball, force Lamar Jackson, and to beat him with his arm. And with all that being said, I think Tennessee is incorrectly an underdog at home. At best, it's a pick'em. But to be three-and-a-half-point underdogs, I think that's a little strange for a team that has beaten the other team two times in a row in the last uh, calendar year. So as, as someone uh, told me la- or said to me last night on Twitter, the Titans are the Ravens' kryptonite. So hopefully that continues because Superman's coming into the building or the Incredible Hulk or the Bulldozer from Yuli, whatever you want to call uh Mr. Uh, Derrick Henry, because if there's a Superman in that building, it ain't Lamar Jackson. It's that freaking, the freak of nature that is uh, Derrick Henry. Who, who's your second pick, sir? What do, you, what do you have the bills at? I'm showing six and a half. I'll take that all day. Is yours still at seven? Mine says seven, but I'll, I'll give you six and a half because, you know, what is what it is. Uh, bills minus... Six and a half. I think that'll be pretty fair. I, I think you'll probably get that close to game time. I don't think it'll go over seven, but it could. It'll really depend on how many people are jump on the Bills Mafia because it is in New York, so a lot of people might throw their money in. But, yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll give you six and a half on that. What's your – are you just believing that it's going to be an absolute blowout? I don't know that it'll be a blowout. I like it at the six and a half. I wouldn't take it over seven. And at seven, I'd probably buy it down just so I don't have to push. Um, I don't know. I think the Colts will keep it close, but I I really think that uh, they'll have about two score lead the entire game and the Colts will get a late one. They'll get a garbage touchdown and bring it right there at the seven. I feel like it's going to be a one score game when it's said and done, but the, 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 the entire game will be played with a two score lead by the Bills. It's just how I feel this one plays out. I don't, I don't. I think this will probably go down, so you might want to jump on this morning, y'all. But the, my second pick is going to be Brady, the under on his passing yards. Right now, the, the player prop on that is 298.5 yards. Brady throwing for 300 yards against the Washington football team. I think that is a tall, tall task, and I'll take my chances that they'll probably win 
but I think it'll be an ugly win in 298. People don't realize how a lot of things got to go right for your quarterback to get 298, right? So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna bank on the fact he doesn't get that. What's your last one? I'm going to take the Bears plus 10. Uh, I think the Saints probably win this game, but uh, David Montgomery, anybody that's played fantasy and had him on their roster, realize he's been a stud down the stretch. He, he won some championships for some folks. Um, I just think that ever since Foles has gone out and Trubisky's come back in, he's played better because he's had David Montgomery in there um, giving defensive threats that uh, – it just wasn't clicking earlier in the season. So I think they're going to score some points, and I just don't know that they're going to blow them out by 10. My favorite prop this weekend, or I'm sorry, uh, tease this weekend, most people like to grab the teases that say, all I got to do is get the team to win. So you would grab like Buffalo and uh, like Pittsburgh. You're going to put Buffalo and Pittsburgh to win, right? In, on a, a six-point prop, it would take it down to basically Buffalo minus one or minus a half and uh, Pittsburgh minus a half. But I, the, my favorite one this weekend is the opposite. I like the Washington football team and the Bears. You you get, because on a six-point tease, you're going to have to get both those teams beat by three scores, and I think that's going to be a tall task. But my last because I won't do a tease on mine. I, I, I try not to do this. My last pick, I do like your uh, Seattle uh, Rams under. So with that being said, I'm taking the Rams plus the three and a half. I would love to get it up to four. We'll see what happens by kickoff tomorrow. But I think that's going to be a low-scoring game just like you. And so three and a half points on a low-scoring game, you might be money. I mean, this this might be 12 to 10, right? And you give me a field goal and a half with Sean McVay being able to, to do the things he can do. We're going to find out su- uh, Saturday if that Seattle defense is as real as they say they are. I do think they are going to play well. But to completely put the game out of reach from the Rams, I just don't see it. It seems like Seattle Seahawks versus the Rams, it seems like it's always a lower scoring one possession game. So I'm going to take my chances with that. What is your uh, walk-off for the day, sir? It's our last night without football before uh, the, the finale. Um, college is almost over. NFL is going in its playoffs, so enjoy this weekend. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, man, two football marathons. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, it's going to be outstanding. I wish there were a little better circumstances for some of the teams so we would get them all at their full strength. But regardless, you know, now looking at it, you would have liked to have put a different game on as, as the Sunday night game. Uh, my walk-off for you is the kiddos might get into the fact that I believe – let me double-check this, what game it is. One of these games, Nickelodeon's going to be involved. And I'm curious to find out – what and I think it's on Prime like. as well. That that game's on Nick and Prime. It's, right. So and, and you've it's got also an option on, if you don't have one or the other. Right. It's it's also on one of the – well, I don't have it in front of me because they did a bad job of posting what uh, games are on. It's, it's a mid-afternoon game. It's either Bears-Seahawks – I'm sorry, Bears-Saints. I think that's the one that it is. 
but it might be uh, Rams. See, I, it's the mid-afternoon game. It's either Saturday or Sunday. I think they did it with the Sunday game. Also, interesting fact on the Ravens-Titans game, they're going to have three different streams on that. ESPN Plus will be doing Ravens-Titans, and they're going to have the people uh, that, that do the uh, the uh, betting show on ESPN breaking down everything. I don't think I'll watch it because I want to get engrossed in the game, but I do find that a little interesting that they're, that they're going to do that. They're doing it on a third platform too, but I forget what the the difference is between one platform and the other on that. They're gonna, the the main one will be it'll be on ABC. ESPN Plus is doing something, and then a third platform. I don't know. I'll have to look at it. Look it up at the break. You remember when they tried to put these on national channels that everybody had, so everybody could watch it? Now it's like hide and go seek. Um, I don't like it. Um, yeah. Not that the product was bad. I didn't have a problem with the prime covers. And I'm interested, like what you said, to see what the Nickelodeon broadcast is going to be like. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I'll check it out. I don't know if that will be the one I lock into, but we'll we'll find out. It's an interesting choice, though. Yeah. The, of a channel. The, the Nickelodeon. I mean, why did you pick Hallmark? Thing, the Nickelodeon <laughs> thing is is literally going to be done for kids. It's going to be like splat. There's going to be like cartoon stuff splashing all over the screen is, is what I from what I understand. I don't know what the difference with the Amazon Prime and your regular feed is going to be, but I know that's the difference between that. I think Amazon Prime is just going to be able to dual carry it, but the Nickelodeon is going to be like a different experience specifically for kids. Like Unless you're under the age of 10 or you know got a hold of some really good mushrooms, I don't know if you're going to enjoy the Nickelodeon experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On that note, I'll see you boys on Monday. All right, brother. We're Have a great take, weekend. <laughs> Have a good one, bro. We're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, Matt Carr's with us. We'll be back in a flash. A little shorter break than normal. Keep it locked in here on Armchair Quarterbacks. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infidium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switch to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face -face and done. 
Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Armchair. Community Access Channel. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. Look, you can stay here in the big leagues and play by the rules, or you can go back to the farm club in Aurora. It's your choice. Yes. And it's the choice of a new generation. I'm in <laughs> Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. No, you're good. You're good. You're fine. Dry. <laughs> I'll take another shot. <laughs> you do not need another shot. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> this whole court's out of order. <laughs> what, time, what time? Crystal's open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, how are you this morning, Mr. Matt Carr? Doing good, man. We're watching some snow fall up here. I I heard. I heard that y'all are getting some wonderful snow. Turn into ice, turn into black ice, turn into everyone busting their butt and trying to get in the house. I miss that yeah. like a bad rash, brother. I miss it like a bad rash. <laughs> I'm out here in Florida trying to decide whether or not I should wear shorts or not or pants or not. It's like, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> uh so, by the way, I did find the information that we were just talking about on the other side of the break for the for the TV. So it is different. It's so funny. I found like four articles every single one of them. We got the TVs line up for you this weekend, and then they all took the very generic. It's on NBC. It's on this. No, no. There's other things that it's streaming on. So Saturday, it's going to be on. Uh, Colts Bills will be on CBS. It will also live stream on Fubo TV. I don't know why that's different. Why Fubo, I guess maybe for people that don't have CBS, but that seems strange. I thought I thought it would come with CBS. I don't, I'm not sure what that means. Um, same thing with Ram Seahawks, Fox, or live stream on Fubo. Once again, I don't know how that's different. Uh, <clears throat> Saturday night, NBC live stream or Fubo. So you've got that once again. But this is the one we were talking about. We'll so fast forward through all that junk. Ravens-Titans will be on ESPN. It will be on ABC or ESPN+. Plus. It'll be on ABC. And then there's a third live stream coming on Fubo. But I don't think that is, I don't think there's a difference in, in, in that third stream. I think two of them are pretty much the same. And then the ESPN+, Plus, they're going to just have – for 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 the gambling audience they're going to maybe it's in prop bets maybe that's what they're going to be focusing on i'm thinking that would be probably be their wheelhouse now that i think about it because you know how, how you can live bet action so maybe that's what they'll be focusing on because i can't imagine they're going to be sitting there really breaking down every single play so i'm thinking that's where, where that's going and then the sunday afternoon game this is where your little ones get involved uh, you've got, it'll be on the regular CBS if you want to listen to the game, but it's Bears Saints. So you might actually may not mind just putting on just to see their reaction. 
it will be streaming at the same time on Nickelodeon. And that's the one that I was saying that the Nickelodeon one, they're going to be doing goofy things. They're going to be like putting cartoons running all over the screen and, uh, you know, uh, cartoon bears, <laughs> right. Uh, from my understanding, it's going to be things like when a big play happens, there's going to be like green goop go over the screen and just, just goofy things that they can do. And so, uh, I'm, if I can remember, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to forget about it. If I can remember, I'm actually going to put that on a separate TV because I'm a little interested to see what they're going to do. It sounds, it sounds like fun. Um, and then Amazon Prime will have it as well, but I don't think there's a difference between the Amazon Prime and the CBS. I think it's just something that Amazon's getting because people who have Prime, they can watch it on there. But I mean, most people, if you've got Prime, you've got CBS. But anyways, and then, <laughs> and, and, then and then the Sunday night game will be on NBC and Peacock tv live stream but that's essentially i mean that's essentially the same thing so i don't know anyways that's what that's about uh i have not purchased peacock I, there, there's nothing that makes i'm not it, it, i'm not buying another thing man it's ridiculous you've got cbs all access you got nbc peacock i don't know if abc's got one but the point is they're all trying to get you to buy their crap and you have to pay for some kind of service to get their original programming. It's a, right. it's obnoxious. It comes with Comcast, which, which what we have for now, which I'm truly trying to go to YouTube TV. Mm -hmm. uh, but Peacock's platform is terrible, man. It's, I mean, it's just slow. It's slow loading, and in the age of you want, I want my stuff now. It's just, it's not good for me. I've tried to watch it many times. It's terrible. Really? Okay. I, I, I see that they've gotten the rights to certain television stations, but. I mean, uh, right. television shows. I'm like, whatever, dude. If I can't find, well, they have different stations too. They have non-NBC shows, so you are actually right on that. And I'm like, well, CBS All Access has done the same thing because I'll see something pop up on that. Uh, it'll be advertised. And I'm like, that wasn't a CBS show, but they just go out and get the rights to it. And yeah. <clears throat> the way I look at it with with all this is, uh, there is, um, there's. There's too many things I'm already purchasing for streaming options. I don't right. need another thing in my life. And if I can't watch it, it's not the end of the world. I'm just going to go out and say, all right, I'll watch one of the other 52 million things that's on Netflix or on, or on, uh, you know, YouTube TV or whatever. So, well, the reason we went to the only one I have is CBI access. And the only reason we went there was because of blue bloods, honestly, because we got so far behind on it and we couldn't, we couldn't on demand it. Right. So we got that. And I they liked used that. To, I liked they used to uh rerun it. What was the name of that channel? It <clears throat> I only got it on Direct TV, so I don't even know if it's something that the Ion channel. I have no idea how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea how yeah. you and they would rerun it on it was one day a week they would rerun it for like twenty four hours. And so okay. I, re, I I recorded the crap out of it back when I had Direct TV. And that's how I caught up with all of them because I didn't see the first few seasons. Okay. And, and anyways, Ion Channel always had, but I don't even know if that still is around or. Yeah, no, we got it. Yeah, we got it. Okay, I I think I want to say it was Thursdays, but they they always have like one one show that they're rerunning almost every every day. They pick one show and they use it for like twenty four hours. And I think it was like Thursdays because I was always having to set my DVR because I'm like, okay, we haven't seen that one. <clears throat> 
So you are digging the blue bloods, huh? Oh, always. Yeah. We, and we've watched every, I think we've watched, if we haven't watched every episode, we're either one behind or we're, we're up to date. So I don't know if we saw the most recent one that probably would have came out last Friday, but I know there will probably be a new one this Friday, but we're, we're behind on a couple of shows. Uh, if, just by like if a new season has started, we have not watched a new season. That's what I was saying. We, we yeah, either have the finale. For, okay. Then yeah, we're behind them too. They got a new season, but you've probably only missed three or four episodes at the most. It's oh, wow, okay. it, it didn't come out till late and uh I was interested to see how they were going to adjust with uh, all the all the stuff that went down during their off season considering that that t- show takes place in New York City and all the all the stuff that went through so right. they right. haven't leaned into it much but there's a little bit of it being leaned into so it'll be interesting to see how this if, so I heard this is their final season but I haven't seen any verification of that so I don't know if that's true or not I hope, hope to hell it's not because it's, it's too good of a damn show. I mean, if someone wants to leave, let them leave. They can do, they can, that, that's one of those shows that you could lose one character and you would actually be fine. You wouldn't want to lose Tom Selleck, but you could live without him and you could live with almost any out. You could write almost every, any character out of it and you could still have a good show. So that's, uh, I still say that's what they should have done with Big Bang Theory when Sheldon wanted to leave. They should have just wrote him out and said, "Whatever, dude," because you know? <laughs> they all wanted to, to do a few more seasons, and he and he didn't want to do it because he was too busy. Real, you know, like I'm sure he's realizing now that he's just not that. He he was a type actor, and now right. that, now that he got himself out of that, I don't. I, I bet we don't see him in anything for a long, long time because he's. Now he's Sheldon to every you, he he can play whatever the hell he wants to play the rest of his life. If he's got anything remotely to that haircut, he's going to be Sheldon. You're going to be like, oh, okay. They're, they're going to they're going to fast forward young Sheldon just to get back to the show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that stuff's. Ju- have you watched that? I've watched like, the first episode. And it was terrible. It is yeah, it's crap. I can't believe it's even a thing. All right, so uh, that. That ends our breakdown of all the television shows that we were watching. So <laughs> let's get into the NBA uh, r- real quick. We don't spend a whole lot of time on this, but the NBA, first of all, the expansion. They're talking about yeah. expanding two teams, and they're doing this because they're saying that this will help even out all the money they lost last year because they're going to they're gonna charge two two billionaires to basically pay foot the bill of what they lost last year. I think this is one of the most terrible ideas I've heard of because a league that is already diluted, you're going to dilute it even more. I would, I would prefer retraction over expansion. I think there's about 10 too many teams in the NBA. If you could have it where you had about 20 teams in the NBA, my God, you would have some loaded rosters and it would be a lot of fun to watch, but it's, uh, I think a team. I think a team should go to Seattle, but I don't think a new team should go to Seattle. I think a team should move there. I think. Ke- yeah, yeah, the, I, the terrible. I think Kevin Durant should just move back to Seattle and just. I guarantee you, four or five guys will follow him. Yeah, and they just play pickup games. They they don't need a franchise. <laughs> well, I mean, you, saw every- Kyrie, you saw Kyrie, your boy. He he uh, missed the game last night with a healthy scratch. Yeah, he didn't. Need, uh, he, he's he, he's not even making the the plane ride to Memphis tonight. Yeah, I saw that, and I, of course, my first tweet when I originally saw it was he probably heard that 
Memphis is too close to the edge of the earth, so you know he don't want to fall off. So. <laughs> well, as soon as, as soon as I heard that, I was watching the game last night. As soon as I heard that, I texted our group, our fantasy group text, and I was like, "So Kyrie's an idiot, right?" <laughs> and Austin Nelson texts back, and "Like, yeah, I thought you were. We already knew this." Yes, uh, he, I mean he. He any anyone who drafted Kyrie Irving is just in for a long ride in in an NBA fantasy. I, I don't want anything to do with him. Uh, there, there's gonna be a lot of players you're gonna have a lot of issues, but he is just he's too volatile. At any moment, he could decide that he's gonna go play professional women's golf because you know he has the right. Yeah, you, you know, I just I don't tr I don't I don't trust him at all as a leader. And. There are games they are now essentially throwing because Kevin Durant is quarantined and he's just taking it off to to what they call load management. <clears throat> and, I, and I think they're doing it because they're under the impression that they do not have to. I guess my wife just got fired because she just walked back in the in the house. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're under the impression that they're, they're not going to win anyways with Kyrie on the floor. So you might as well punt these games, have them rested. So when Kevin Durant comes back, they'll have a chance to, to win, to win games there. But that I, court did look good last night though. What's that? I said that court looked good last night though. What court? Brooklyn's. I can't stand Brooklyn's court. No, they did a, they did a throwback to the old nets. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. No, it was I, like the, the, the the pewter blue or whatever that blue is, and they were wearing the old jerseys. It was, it was pretty cool to watch, actually. Oh, I, I I totally missed that. I kind of dipped out on NBA last night. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I really watched anything. It just there wasn't a game on that interests me. So I was, weren't they playing Philly? Yeah, they're playing Philly. Yeah, that game wasn't going to interest me because no one was playing, and it's Philly. And I was like, whatever. I mean, okay, yeah. I did try to. I try to catch if I if it's possible. I, I just try to catch Barkley at, at half. That's it's, it's, it's all I do. If I if I'm thinking about, it, I'm like it's almost halftime. I don't flip over there. That, that's all I try to do. If it's not the Celtics playing, it's hard for me to to really get engaged uh, in that. I, I had it on in one room that we were walking. I mean, I just I would walk around, and sit down for a minute, and watch some, but enough to notice the court because you know how different that is—a black and white court to a colorful court. I did have it. Oh, I know, I know. I I caught a few minutes of uh, Denver. That's what I caught it as I was heading to bed. I've gotten really, yeah. I've gotten to where I, I really not Denver, Dallas, Dallas. I if the uh, Mavericks are on, I try to catch them because I got I got Luca on my fantasy team, and so I'm just you know flipping over there to see, see how he's doing essentially. Um, switching over from that, but staying with the NBA, man, their PR nightmare just continues. I mean, what the hell are they doing? Did you see the the group the uh, the statement that was released by the Boston Celtics to uh, I've seen for, from Tatum and Brown. No, from the Boston Celtics themselves, oh, the actual no. Boston Celtics. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up because I know where the link is. I'm, I'm going to read it to you and realize that this, this came. So they put it on their Facebook page that the Boston Celtics run, not just some fan group. Right. And when, when they put that on there, here's here it is. They're saying this was a joint statement between the Celtics and the Heat, but the point is you put it on your Celtics letterhead, you put it on your Facebook page, which means they probably sent it out to the press, 
And this is what they're wanting. To, I mean, this is what they're wanting to lean into. This was Saturday night, or not Saturday night, Wednesday night. This was during the uh, the night of the uh, the riots at the right. Capitol. Once again, we don't need to know anyone's opinion about this because you know what? You're not qualified to, to to speak on it. So shut the hell up. But here we go. The following statement is uh, has been released for the players of the Celtics and the Miami Heat, and then they quote, 2021 is a new year, but some things have not changed. I mean, I mean this is like a 14-year-old's take. Uh, we, we played tonight's game with a heavy heart after yesterday's decision in Kenosha, which, by the way, we called that on this show, that there would be no charges because the officer was defending his own life. And so uh, – and knowing the protesters in our nation's capital, this is the key – were treated differently by political leaders depending on what side of certain issues they are on. The drastic difference between the way protesters this past spring and summer were treated and the, and the encouragement given to today's protesters who acted illegally just shows you how much more work we have to do. Now, look, by no means am I condoning what happened at, in the Capitol on Wednesday. Right. But but to say that, to, to even insinuate that it was a different set of standards is asinine. They cities were burning this past summer. They were they were bombing Wendy's in 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 Atlanta, starting firefights right. in the and they were they were destroying all of these different businesses. You had the attack on the Capitol, and what happens there is you end up getting a veteran of was it twelve years that was shot and killed. Not saying, not saying the person didn't deserve it because I wasn't there. I don't know what the hell they did. But had that been back this past summer, there would have been an, an, an incredible media blitz of how dare you, you should let them burn down the Capitol. It's just a building. Remember we kept hearing that? It's just a building. It's just a building. Yeah. And, and so yeah. and so now the narrative has been switched over. We won't get into that much, but it's been trying to be switched to, well, this is a sacred place, the Capitol building. The, the the rioters in the in the summer were burning down businesses. That place is sacred to the guy who put all his his life's work, his life's money, and his family's money into trying to make a mom and pop, whatever pasta, uh, right. you know, Italian restaurant. Give it a go. How the hell is one worse than the other? It's so, so stupid and so ignorant. But the point is, the Boston Celtics are leaning into this, and. You know, we were really close, really close to getting uh, our, our our friend James Forbes back to coming on to the show, and I bet you this is going to turn the tide on him again because he is he, he's sick and tired of this junk. And I get I it. Did, I I refuse to quit watching sports over over one professional sports being they can cons they consistently are just make the wrong decisions. They're buffoons. They're idiots. They don't know what the hell they're doing, and their PR departments ought to all be fired. They don't know what the hell they're doing. What say you? No, I agree with the same thing, man. I thought, man, Forbes. I mean, I've, I agree. I want him back. I was thinking about him the other day when I was actually looking at KR's little caricatures, which I appreciate very much, KR. Um, if you got fired, you got a new job. That's pretty good. Um, but uh, I don't watch sports for that crap, man. I watch sports to relax. I don't watch sports to hear about the news that I've watched for the last three hours. Right, you know, and that's and, and I'm not saying I watched it, but you could not not hear about it. 
the tail end of it was, I won't read for verbatim because I, I just closed out that window, but the tail end of it, it said that they had thought about not playing, but they were going to play to try to bring joy to people. To even insinuate that you were going to freaking not play a game again. Yeah. Dude, you're, you're, it's, it's suicide. I'm telling you right now, it's suicide. The only people who are going to be watching are the idiots like me and you. Because right. everyone else is, I've, I've got so many people that have told me, that's it, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not getting involved in this again because I can see where this is going. There's going to be one random shooting in the summer and they're going to want to shut down the damn league again. I'm done. Yeah. I don't I don't care. Go to hell. Yeah. Go out there and flip burgers at McDonald's because none of you graduated college and very few of you honestly graduated high school. So you're going to get in these, <laughs> these interviews and, you know, we all know how how those interviews are going to go. Nah, I'm saying so. There's going to be a lot of yeah, dude. Uh, dish room, maybe. I don't know. You, you might be too tall. I don't know. Right. No, it's it's getting. If it goes, if if if, if that goes to anywhere like it was last year in the bubble, it's the NBA is done. It's it's this is their last chance, and they want to expand. Yeah. What what billionaire would go? Yeah, I want to do the the freaking nba you've got to be a moron to want to go into the nba right now that's that's where i'll put it you've got to be literally a moron because in, in most morons don't become billionaires so you've got to be a moron to go i want an nba franchise in this climate because i never yeah. know when these little you know the these uh these 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 privileged little athletes that never have to do anything difficult in their entire life i never know when they're just going to not feel like playing and the NFL is actually, and we'll see this weekend, but the NFL actually did it right this year and kept it out of your face. So I've appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the NFL, Major League Baseball did a really good job. The NHL at the very beginning, they did their little spiel, but they didn't lean into it. The point is they didn't lean into it, right? They all right. did stupid things at the very beginning, but then they moved on and said, this is sports. It is what it is. It's only the NBA who's going all woke jokes about it and going, oh, well, you know, we got to go. We got to make sure everyone knows that we know that we're woke. or Whatever, dude. You're going broke. That's 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 what it all comes down to. Woke and broke. Woke and broke, baby. Uh, <laughs> what uh, picks against the spread do you like this weekend? Um, I got three. I'm not touching the Titans game just because I don't bet it, mess with the, the, any of those games. Uh, but I got Colts over the Bills. I got that, that covering the spread. Really, that's six and a half. Bills look good, man. But I think the I think the Colts are a tough team. Um, the Rams, I have them. I have them straight up over the Seahawks, actually. And then uh, I think the if Cleveland don't win, they cover. Those are my three. So you're taking Cleveland and the spread. I don't think they right. win. I think they I know. I, I'm just shocked because of all the COVID issues they've got. So you're taking Cleveland. You're taking Colts and what? What's the third one? I'm sorry. The Rams. The the Rams I like with the points. The, the ones I took earlier. I did take the Titans. A guy a guy said it to me perfect on Twitter last night. The Titans are the Ravens' kryptonite. And I mean, it's tough to be a team twice a year. You know that. Yeah, but I also believe that Tennessee has got a chip on their shoulder because. They are an underdog at home. Yeah. That does not happen in the NFL playoffs. So yeah. 
that's a huge disrespect. If you want to have a team that's going to have some fuel, you're an underdog at home to a team that you beat. So basically yeah, what they're wait, saying, so basically what they're saying is you got lucky. That's there, there's no other way to interpret it. So I, I took that, the prop bet that I liked the most, uh, was the, uh, it was Brady 298 and a half is the over under on his passing yards. I'm taking the under, I don't think, I don't think against Washington. I don't think he gets to it. I don't think he needs to. Probably not, but regardless, that's going to be a close game. I'm really tempted to take Washington to the points. Nine and a half? It'll probably get to ten by kickoff. That's what I'm banking on, so I'm kind of waiting. But nine and a <laughs> half in Washington against that defensive front? Is it, I mean, it, it, do people think that like Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp are coming out of retirement Saturday night? This is... This is an okay Tampa Bay team. This is not an elite Tom Brady playoff team. People are getting confused with the previous Tom Brady team that had Belichick designing up defenses that were confusing the hell out of his opponent. And Bruce Arians, who's just walking around with his freaking goofy, you know, Las Vegas pimp hat that he wears and you know, trying to give give one-liner quips. He's going to get out coached. Ron Rivera is going to out coach Arians. That's a given. Now, I think they've got more talent, so they're going to find a way to win. But nine and a half, that's a lot on the road in the NFL. And the other one I took was the Rams, plus plus three and a half. Uh, I what think are, the Rams is a better team, but. I, I think Seattle's defense is playing a lot better, and I'm going to be pulling for the Seahawks. That's why I won't take that spread, because I'm actually pulling for the Seahawks. I'm just a Russell Wilson fan, but uh, I'm as well. I might as well just put that in my bio. I'm just a boy who's just a Russell Wilson <laughs> fan. <laughs> uh, but that game is going to be so close, I would think, that I feel like three and a half is too much to give up. I just feel like you're going to get – I don't know if I would take the Rams to win, but I damn sure wouldn't take the Seahawks minus three and a half. That's just too much. Uh, what's your stupid stock pick of the week? Um, there's a, <laughs> well, I'm, we made so much money for people last year. Let's jump in this year and make some more people some hey, money. If you took my advice on Bitcoin recently, I don't know, it went up three grand yesterday. I know. Um, so I'm loving it. I got one. It's uh, under twenty bucks. It's called IPOE. It's Social Capital Holdings. Okay. It's been moving a little bit. Uh, there's one I've been, I don't know much about it, but I've been reading about it. It's H-O-F-V. It's Hall of Fame Resort Entertainment. And it, from what I, I mean, it's only like a dollar fifty or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but it's up, it sounds like it's just a big resort, something they got going. And then the one I've been all in on for a couple, about a month now is Palantir, Palantir which is P-L-T-R. Yeah, you've yeah you've yeah you've talked about that one. Uh, and what's funny is I talked about plug a while back, and plug has went off the last couple of days. Plug power, right? And that's I talked about that a while back, and I never I never went in on it, but uh, it it's freaking went off the last two days. All right, this is the last time I'm going to tell you people about Bitcoin, and I'm going to leave it alone. But if you're not buying in, you're an idiot. That's all I can tell you. Uh, it's sitting at 41,000 right now this morning. 
It's already gone up. It was it was all the way down to thirty eight thousand last night. It's already jumped up another three thousand this morning. It's at forty one thousand this morning. It's very volatile. So you put your money in. You cannot play like the DraftKings game. I don't know. Should I sell it? Should I not? You just you just go. It's in there. It's this is a long term investment. All right. Bitcoin is now being projected after everyone poo pooed it, and everyone said no, don't buy in on it. It's going to do this. It's gonna, and I'm talking about the big-time investment firms. Now they're all coming out and admitting that they believe in about the next year it's going to be worth about 140000 And And there, there are some analysts that say in two to three years it could be up, up to 400000 It's already gotten 400% this year alone. You could have bought it as low as 8000 back in January last year. You could have bought it as low as 11000 back in October of this past year. Yeah, it's it's going big. So I'm firm believer. And then the other one that I'm gonna throw at you uh, is a 3D. Um, yeah, I've been following that a little bit. See, so I'm trying to get it pulled up. I don't know why I can't find it. Uh, on the let's see, what we got here. So it's down a little bit now. This morning it, it went down, uh, but. What, so 3D systems, they do 3D printing, and it went down this morning. If you, if you see it down this morning, don't freak out. That's actually a good time to buy it because people are just trying to – these are your typical day traders where they go out there and they try to take the money off the top and run. Well, they're going to miss out on the big jump because a few – I guess the six, seven years ago, this stock was, was worth over $100 a stock. And an analyst was on yesterday, and she said that what happened around 2012, 2013 was because the economy was in the crapper because of the, uh, well, we know why it was in a crapper. We knew who was in charge. Uh, they decided to focus on getting all of their technology right and up to date. And so the last several years, that's what they've been doing. And they've They've gained a little bit of ground over the last... It was down to $8 at one point, seven or $8 down in... Right in the middle of the second term of the of the Obama administration when they first got elected. So they felt like that that was the perfect time to go ahead and kind of take a step back. So it went down from $100 to $100 a stock to about $8. It's been sitting down there low, $10, $12 a stock. It took a huge jump this week going up to 20 because they announced that they're going to start working with other companies and getting their their uh, their stuff out there. So it's it's 3D printing. Right. So, so there's so many things that you can use with this 3D printing, and they're, they're planning on She said that she can see this stock being up to 50, somewhere between 50 and 70 by the end of the year. And it could be up as high as a hundred dollars a stock back to where it was sometime either late twenty twenty one or early twenty twenty two. So I I sold all my DraftKings and I went ahead and bought some stock in this and then I put some in Bitcoin again because every time when in doubt I throw Bitcoin. I'm like, whatever, dude. DraftKings, I actually don't have any shares of DraftKings right now either. Um and I love I love that stock. I still believe in that stock. I just it ain't doing anything. And you go into all the little stupid chat rooms where you know where they all lie, and uh, oh, I'm about, I'm about to go in all hard. I'm gonna buy all this. I I went on that app that that you recommended, and it's a bunch of liars in there. 
That's all it Wait, is. Oh, you don't have stock wits? Yeah. It's a bunch of liars. Yeah. Big boys yeah. coming to the table tomorrow, baby. We're going to go all in. Okay. Whatever, dude. I don't think of big boys on stock wits. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, and so with DraftKings, I just sold it. It got backed up at around 50. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this again. I got a little bit of money made on in the second round. I'm done with yeah. it. If I see it drop significantly down to where it was like around 30 and stuff down the road, I'll jump on it. But it's it's not going to make enough money long term. And I feel like every time we hit the off season in football, you're going to see it fall down again. Because even though yeah. they're going to be busy, the perception is, well, it's not football season, so who's playing on DraftKings? You and I know a lot of their money is, made in, is actually made in the baseball season. But that's not what the common knucklehead's going to think. So they're going to be like, oh, it's not football season, so da da da, da. So I, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on it, but I've gotten rid of all of it. I mean, I definitely do. Like, well, I play DraftKings more during the NFL than anything, and I'll throw some at you know NBA. But yeah, you're right. During off season, it should just kind of level back down. The other interesting, interesting one is Riot, R I O T, and it's a Riot blockchain. Those people, a few years ago, they got criticized heavily. You know what they did? They took most of their uh, liquidity and turned it into uh, cryptocurrency. They went from being worth about $200 million to now, this is all they do now is just to invest in cryptocurrency. They're now worth $1.5 billion. And so I jumped in on that. Right now it's only $24 a, a stock this morning. I got it way yeah, back. I followed, I, followed I followed that for a little while as well. I got, I got it way back when it was at 15 earlier this week. But, uh, hell, it's up 9% this morning, so something must have happened, I guess, because it was of uh, Bitcoin. But I'm like, that, that's a cheap investment for someone who's buying what I'm already buying anyways and just watching the stocks roll up. But I'm telling you, it'll set you free. And I'll tell you something else. I don't talk about this much, but D-O-G-E. Okay. I pronounce it as Dodge. I don't know if that's what it is because when I first started buying it, Hell, I thought there was a D and another D in there, so I thought it was like Dodge. <laughs> it is a cryptocurrency. You can buy it right now for less than a penny. So it's almost at a penny right now. It's at .096, right? When I first bought this several months ago, it was worth a – it's already jumped four times. So in other words, it was like .025, right? It has I gone, think I really about that. <laughs> it's gone up and down over the penny over the last couple weeks. I'm just saying when you get extra money, like you sell a stock and you buy a stock and you're like, I got three bucks. Just do yourself a favor. Throw yourself, throw it in there because you'd be surprised how, how many shares you get of it. And all that thing's got to do is become worth a dollar one day. And you'll be like, thank God right now I've got 23,000 shares of that stupid thing. <laughs> if that thing becomes worth a dollar, are you kidding me? So I'm just like, and I think all in all, I've only, I think all in all that only entails, I've added money to it over the years. So I think all in all, I may have put like $150, $200 in it, but it's like two or yeah. three bucks every time. Right. I'm telling you that thing's going to take <laughs> off one day. And then I, it has Dodge coin is uh, becoming more common to be able to trade with uh, gamers. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not looking up when I get out of here. So if you got like if you if your buying powers, you know, 
48 cents. Just throw it in there. What are you going to miss the 48 cents for, right? Just try it. That's the way I look at it. And uh, wait for Dodge to, to dip. To, I mean, not Dodge. Bitcoin to dip today. It'll it'll take a dip at some point. I'm telling you, just throw a couple hundred bucks in there and watch it roll. You're going to be like, holy crap. You're going to be excited at night when you check your, your stocks. And you're going to be like, why, why did I make $200 if everything's closed? Oh, Bitcoin. Right. Then sometimes you'll wake up and go, why have I lost $700? <laughs> uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope Dodge is worth a penny. Come on, let's go. <laughs> right. What's your walk-off, sir? Um, I was going to... I was going to do the bracket, but uh, my walk-off is I was just th thanking KR again and oh. you for the gift. That was, that was a cool little gift I got on my front doorstep yesterday, so I appreciate that. And uh, looking forward to Wild Card Weekend, man. I love, I love this first first weekend. I know we won't be able to get into explanations, but just rattle off your picks real quick because I'm going to keep up with these. Uh, uh, I got Tennessee over Baltimore. Okay. I got Cleveland over Pittsburgh. Okay. I got Colts over Buffalo. I got Kansas City over Tennessee. Wait a minute. That's not right. What? If the Colts win? If the Colts win, they play Kansas City. Cleveland. No. Then I'm looking at a wrong playoff bracket. Because there. they will reseed. Uh, okay. So the Colts, so right now I I've got it for you. Tennessee will play yeah. Kansas City. Cleveland will play the Colts. I'm sorry. Kansas City will play Cleveland. The, I'm sorry, the Colts. Sorry. I'm trying to write over my own junk. Colts and Tennessee will play Cleveland at home. Oh, then, I, then I, uh, my bracket is worthless then. <laughs> Long story short, I have Kansas City, Tampa Bay in the final two. Okay. My final two. Yeah. Well, then who wins the Super Bowl? Kansas City again. Kansas City stuff, man. Okay. I've got Green Bay beating Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Um, that'd, be, that'd be a great Super Bowl. I would love to watch that. My main reasoning is I think it's going to be difficult for anyone to beat Green Bay and Green Bay, so I think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. And same thing with Kansas City for that matter, although I think Kansas City's a little more vulnerable. When, they, when you get to the Super Bowl – I'm going to lean on the team that has the much better running game. And they've just, they've got a three headed monster now in green Bay. Cause you, yeah. you who's that Dylan guy. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Dillon. Well, I talked about him all during draft season came from Boston college. The guy's the bull. I wanted the Titans to draft him to be, to be able to spell Henry when he wasn't on the field. But anyways, you know, they don't ask me those things, but uh, <laughs> they, but you got him, you've got, Obviously, Aaron Jones, and then don't don't forget about Jamal Williams. That team can run the football, and as long as long as Devontae Adams is healthy, I've got a lot of faith in Green Bay. He gets hurt, the rest of receiving core is a little. It gets very very. You're like, ugh, ugh, what, what are we, the Lions out here? Or are we, it's, um, all right, brother. Well, I know you got to run. Uh, it's went a little longer than normal, so apologize for me. But uh, yeah. I mean have a, a great weekend and uh, stay 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 safe all up there in that snow. Yeah, it's already stopped. <laughs> Be careful, don't catch COVID. But the good news is the uh, the common flu doesn't exist this year, so you'll be fine. 
I heard that too. <laughs> Later, man. Later, brother. We're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish off the show with the weekend watch. We're going to get you set up here with the CBS Sports Flash, and we'll be back in just a flash. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. In a blockbuster deal, Francisco Lindor is heading to a new city. The former four-time All-Star shortstop of the Cleveland Indians is heading to the Big Apple and the New York Mets. The trade was announced Thursday. Along with that, Carlos Carrasco is also heading to the Mets. The cash-strapped Indians sent Lindor and Carrasco to the Mets for infielders Andres Jimenez, Ahmad Rosario, right-hander Josh Wolf, and outfielder Isaiah Green. A move Cleveland hopes will keep it competitive and capable of ending baseball's longest World Series drought in the near future. The projected New York Mets starting lineup now looks like this. Jeff McNeil leading off, Francisco Lindor at shortstop, Michael Conforto in right field, Dominic Smith as the DH, Pete Alonzo, their first baseman, Brandon Nemo as the center fielder, J.D. Davis at third, James McCann, newly signed from the Chicago White Sox, he will play catcher batting eighth, and Luis Guillorme will be at the bottom of the order at second. There's still speculation that the Mets could sign outfielder George Springer. If so, you can slide McNeil to second and Springer out into center or left. Newly updated lines from the guys out in the desert looks like this. Colts plus seven at the Buffalo Bills on Saturday morning. 105 Eastern is the kickoff. 51 and a half is the over under. 440 kickoff on Saturday. Rams plus three and a half at the Seahawks. The over under is 42. Bucks minus nine and a half at the Washington football team. That game's at 8.15 p.m. on Saturday. The over-under, 44.5. Baltimore, minus 3.5 at the Tennessee Titans. The over-under sits at 54.5. Also on Sunday, Chicago, 4.40 Eastern. They're getting 10 points at the New Orleans Saints. That over-under is 47. And Sunday night football, the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers do it one more time. The Browns getting 6.5 with all their COVID problems, the over-under is 47 and a half. In the national title game, that spread looks like this on Monday night. Ohio State plus eight. The over-under is 74 and a half. And that's your Armchair Quarterback's wake-up show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. The Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The rock and roll of sports talk radio. So turn that auto-tune and mumble crap off from the other guys. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. 
we're setting it up for the uh, this weekend. You turn back time here in a minute, but uh, wanted to kind of get you set up for the weekend watch. Look, normally we get in there and tell you all what's going to go down tonight. In, I mean, hell, it it, it had been college football that we that we were all re- really uh, excited about over the last few weeks obviously that's coming to an end monday night will be the national championship game uh but looking at everything going on tonight there's not a whole lot i mean you got hornets and pelicans really that's the that's the espn nba game of the night uh i guess i guess it's i guess it's the zion thing but i'd rather see zion go up the the newness of zion zion's kind of worn off i would refer i would prefer to see zion up against a much better team than charlotte nothing against the hornets but it's just it's not eye popping unless you're a hornets fan and then later on tonight i guess there would be some intrigue to watch clippers golden state warriors i personally am not going to stay up to one o'clock in the morning to watch a regular season nba game that i don't really have any big affiliation to i might catch a little bit of right before i go to bed but don't really care too much about it and when when you look over on the other outlets i don't believe there's anything of interest you've got some really really bad college basketball matchups on espn too youngstown state and bright state dayton at davidson so and there's no way there's no way that you're watching any kind of anything over the NFL tomorrow. Unless you are just obsessed with a certain team, your average American viewer is going to... Excuse me. Apologize. Um, your your average American viewer is going to be watching football. So that is that is the weekend watch. That's what we're looking at t- this this weekend. We already got into it a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, break it down for you. Uh, because... The one thing that I am looking at with this, the game starting at 1 o'clock, I think that Buffalo Colts game, I personally believe Buffalo is going to blow the doors off of the Colts, but I would like to see a good game. I just feel like the first game that Bills Mafia gets to attend and it's a playoff game, I just think the team's going to be jacked. They're so explosive. Everything's going to have to go perfectly for the Colts to win. Now, Joey yesterday, he picked the Colts to win. I get it. He's a Colts fan, though. I have to look at this logically, and I just do not believe that there's any way, other than like five turnovers, that that the Bills don't get this W. The next game, and that's on CBS, by the way. The next game is going to be on Fox, 440 kickoff. So I like the fact that they're giving it enough time. I'm glad they didn't jam them on top of each other. Giving it enough time where that Colts-Bills game, even if it goes to overtime, it should be over with by 440 Eastern when the Rams and Seahawks take the field. This is one of my favorite matchups of the entire weekend because I want to see if they're healthy. I want to see how the Rams and Seahawks square up against each other, especially because those are two defenses that when they're playing well, they can keep this a really low-scoring game. I really ex- anticipate, assuming that Jerry Goff plays, I anticipate this game is going to go down to the wire. And it's going to come down to who, who either makes the big defensive play 
Is it, you know, is it going to be Jalen Ramsey? Is it going to be Jamal Adams? I'm, I'm really psyched about that game. And that'll roll us right into the Saturday night game. There's going to be intrigue there. It's Tom Brady, it's the Buccaneers. They're at Washington. I feel like Washington's got a decent chance of pulling off the upset, but I, I do expect Bucks to win. I just don't think they're going to cover nine and a half. That is a really, really high number, especially when I think the over-under is only like at 44, 44 and a half. So you're, you're essentially saying that you believe that Brady and company are going to dominate that game, but it's going to be very low scoring. You usually don't get both. I think it's fool's gold to take. If you take a team minus nine and a half on the road they better be like kansas city chiefs explosive they better be able to put up some points because we've seen it tampa bay struggles from time to time moving the ball and we don't know if evans is going to play although they've got a lot of offensive weapons i still think tampa bay's a year away from being that team that you're like oh here we go it doesn't appear tom brady's going to age so Tampa Bay's got a couple more years with Tom Brady, I guarantee it. Sunday morning, or Sunday at 1 o'clock, Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. It's Ravens-Titans one more time. Great rivalry this is rebirthed into. Remember, uh, the uh, Titans and Ravens actually used to be in the same division years ago, and this has kind of refueled it. Uh, I, st I still think the Titans are the better team, top to bottom. Their defense will play good enough to beat the Ravens. I just feel like Tennessee's offense is more explosive. They have more weapons. They have more accurate passer. Their quarterback is mobile. Not as mobile as Jackson, obviously. But Jackson tends to struggle when he has to thread the needle. We'll see what happens. How they? I think they're going to try to just shut down the option of Andrews and make it as difficult as they can to get the ball to Hollywood Brown. The rest of the, the Ravens receiving attack, they just don't scare you. They're not that athletic. When you look at Tennessee, when they've got A.J. Brown, they got Corey Davis, John New Smith, if he gets out in the open, he's explosive. And oh, by the way, some number 22 you hand the ball off to him, look out, and you've got such a threat of the fact that he might run the ball on every single play that it seems like no one's ever accounting for Tannehill. And if you do put someone to spy on Tannehill, you're leaving one person wide open in the middle that needs to be there to stop Henry. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I like the Titans to win that game, but it should be a great one. It's on ABC. It's going to be on ESPN Plus. And then the Bears Saints, 440 Eastern. This is the one that's going to be on Nickelodeon. That should be a lot of fun for the kids. It'll be on regular CBS for, for the adults that just want to watch the game. And uh, it'll be on Amazon Prime. I don't think there's anything different with their broadcast. I think they're just giving it as an option. And then Brown Steelers, Sunday night, NBC TV. You do have the rivalry aspect. We didn't talk about this earlier, but 
Juju Smith-Schuster has already shot his mouth off, calling him the Browns is the Browns, is his quote, and basically saying that he doesn't see anything spectacular about them. They've beaten them like a drum over the years. They figure they're going to continue to beat them. Not having their head coach, I think, is a huge – if they had their head coach, I would probably would have picked the Browns to win, but I think the Steelers will win. It's in Pittsburgh. Not that that's much of a big deal in today's climate, but I feel like Pittsburgh played a very vanilla game plan Sunday, this past Sunday against the Browns. The Browns had to let it all hang out because they had to win to get in. Now we're looking at a team – that is going to be ready to roll. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be on the field. But it is a, it is a rivalry. I found it interesting that Matt was Mike likes the Browns plus six and a half. I, 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 don't, I don't like that play. I feel like Pittsburgh is going to win fairly handily. But I am pulling for a good game because I would like to see a good game on Sunday night. So that's going to be your uh, weekend watch, and uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to every single one of those games. There's not a single game that I'm like, eh. Even the Bears game. The Bears game. The <sighs> Please put Nick Foles in and just see what the hell he can do. It's the playoffs. You never know. If Trubisky's struggling, it's worth a shot, my man. It's worth a shot. It's time to turn back time and get the hell out of here. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd take back those words. All right, on this date, check this out in 1955 on this date. Furman sets an NCAA basketball single-game scoring record, scoring 154 points. That shocks me that a game could have gotten that high scoring in 1954. But evidently, it, it did. Also on this date in men's basketball, 1945, the Kentucky Wildcats held Arkansas State to six points. They beat them 75 to 6. Good Lord. Imagine if you had Sports Center back then. Judge, <laughs> I reel off those highlights. Also on this date, 1986, Willie McCovey, the guy they named McCovey's Cove after, becomes the 16th player elected to the Hall of Fame in his first year. Very underrated player. No one ever talks about the, the great slugging Willie McCovey, but uh, that. <sighs> That's a guy that is extremely underrated when you look at the at the annals of, of, of baseball history. He's just one of those. He's not one of those things that everyone goes to for one of the greats, but he truly was. Birthdays. It's your birthday today. What does that mean? Happy 49 years old to Jason Giambi. Of course, he played for the A's, played for the Yankees. He was in the steroid scandal. We talked about steroid scandal. It all comes full circle. But uh, 49 years old. He's been out of the game so long. I actually would have thought he'd been a little older than that. One of my favorite broadcasters. Happy 36th birthday to Jeff Francoeur. Born in Atlanta, Georgia. 
played for the Atlanta Braves and now is broadcasting for the Atlanta Braves. Tell, tell me that isn't just a dream come true. So happy birthday to them. We'll throw one more out at you before we leave here. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll go college football. Happy 50 years old to Daryl Williams, American NFL safety for the Seattle Seahawks and the Bengals. I remember he, man, he was a hard hitting son of a gun. He, I didn't know that he was from Miami, Florida, but he is a hard hitting son of a gun. Happy 50th birthday to him. So we're going to get get out of here. We wish y'all good luck in your, in your office pools and your, in your parlays, whatever you're betting on. And, uh, we will see you Monday morning. It's national championship day. And it's going to be a whole slew of reactions to the NFL playoffs. Have a great weekend, y'all. We'll see you on Monday. Four, three, two, one. Happy weekend! <laughs> I've got a hundred dollars smoking in my billfold. I know I ought to save it, but it's burning a hole. It's Friday, Friday, I'm free again. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. You haven't downloaded it yet? The Armchair Quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the Armchair Quarterbacks app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. The best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kind of like that. I want to tap.